Welcome to Tales from the Fog. I'm your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Veronica. How are you doing? Hello! Good. How are you? I'm good. Special fiery episode today. Dude, our neighborhood's on fire. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Um, We're pretty far away from the fire uh, here, but um, my work is like right next to where the fire started and I actually got to see the fire start which was insane I went out to lunch and it looked like oh there's like a car fire or something on the 91 freeway and I went on a walk and my back was to it and by the time I got down to the end and came back the entire mountain was on fire so so it's all your fault pretty much yeah it's sorry guys (laughs) It's a trip to watch a fire go from being just a little thing that you're like, oh, it'll be gone in a couple of minutes to, holy crap, the entire horizon is on fire. Yeah, that thing moved fast. Well, those hills, I mean, remember that time when, like, we just got tons of rain for what seemed like forever, and the hills turned this beautiful green, and then all precipitation left, and then those beautiful green hills turned brown yeah and it's like please set me on fire well the universe <laughs> provided yeah and now all those beautiful hills are just scorched it's not so bad right now i think it's kind of mellowed willow. every time we start a podcast willow, <laughs> willow is freaking out right now what are you doing <laughs> studio dog everybody whatever <laughs> all right so today we are going to talk about universal studios halloween horror nights 2017 <laughs> <laughs> um so we uh we all were tight on time because of coffin creek and decay brigade stuff and everything else that we pretty much only had one day we can go which was last saturday which was sold out because of course it's a saturday mm-hmm. um but we took advantage of the early entry that we got in at four thirty, and we hit three mazes before the park even opened which is awesome and Check A. God. What is she what doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God. Willow makes no noise ever until we start recording. Yeah, she was sleeping in bed until we decided to record. All right. So where was I? You were talking about early entry at 430. Oh, yeah. So we hit three mazes before seven. And then... After that, the lines were insane. So we got there at 4.30. There were already tons of people there. And took us, well, probably the same amount of time it took us to get through security and everything before the last time that we went. Except it was really weird because it was super bright outside. But, like, there were still so many people getting there at 4.30 to do a haunted event. And it was packed already. And yes, a lot of people were leaving, like, day ops guests were there so like they kind of had us filtered like one side going in and the other side coming out but like i was really floored about how many people were were swimming with us when we were there yeah the other bad thing that happened for whatever reason that day escalators were breaking right and left (laughs) so they had one that was down for maintenance like because it was torn apart but then the other ones kept breaking and so it was just wreaking havoc trying to get down to the lower lot it took us forever To go from the upper lot to the lower lot. Yeah, we made really close friends with everyone around us, too. Yeah. Like, oh, man. We were sardines packed in there. And I think there was 42 different escalators to get down to the lower lot. And we're on number 39 out of 42. And it, like, broke right before we were about to get on it. So everyone that was on it was cruising down, and then they stopped. So of course everyone freaked out and didn't know what to do. And like, no, now you it, they turn you just into stairs. Walk. Yeah, you, you just, just keep walking. You just keep going, guys. It's fine. <laughs> they figured it out eventually. <laughs> and then they, you know, how they could switch the direction depending on like how the flow is going. So they had one, or they had three in a row. Two of them were going up, and only one was going down. And we're like, friends, lots of people are coming into your park. Let's switch that up. And so they closed it off, and then uh, 
the one that was going up ended up going down. But even so, the one, the third one, the one that we were on, was the one that was broken anyway. Yeah. It was a little bit of a cluster at the beginning there. But I think that it sorted itself out. Yeah. So by the time we got down to the lower lot, we hit the Shining first because we figured that was going to be a big maze for a lot of people to check out. Um, so what did you think about The Shining? I thought it was really cool. I loved it. I mean, I had nothing yet to compare it to because we had just gotten there, but I loved it. I thought it was gorgeous. And the actors were awesome. And we started seeing a hint of what people were talking about in earlier reviews about the kind of scares they utilized and everything yeah. like that. But that oh, was just lovely. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I wish the beginning and ending, which for those that don't know, you go through the hedge maze at the beginning and end, um, but they're both a little different. Uh, I wish they were longer. I wish they would have utilized... I mean, there's not a lot of space in that spot. Maybe they should have moved that downstairs or they could have maybe made it a little bigger yeah like out on the metro sets i don't know but i i wish that part was longer because it was really cool i do too especially you know they call them mazes and you're walking through a hedge maze you think that they would utilize that a little bit more yeah or at least make like how they did in shadowlands at knots last year where when you're when you were in the woods you had two directions you can go make Mm -hmm. it like that where at one point you can decide which way you want to go even though they go back to the same spot you know, just make it feel like a maze. That would have been fun. Um, but I really like the fact that um, there were several spots in The Shining where they did really good Pepper's Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the really good room where they had the the statue scares, yeah. which was really good. Um, the one thing I was disappointed about, because they made a really big deal about it at Midsummer Scream and I think at Scarlet when they did their panel, was the elevator. The elevator of blood. Oh, yeah. Like, I was expecting the way they were hyping it up to actually see some sort of water effect with elevator doors that would open and maybe they had like a tank that would fill up and the doors would open and the water would brush towards you or whatever. Yeah. And then they opted for a video screen that was a bunch of like really quick cuts of different stuff from the movie. And so I was like, eh, yeah, I would have loved to see something more practical. Um, but overall, I mean, overall the maze was great. It wasn't terribly scary, but I love that there were actually actors and there was only really one other maze where there was actual actors in the maze with you and not just pop outdoors. Right. Um, and I love that because I love, seeing all that stuff, you know, and getting interactions with people that are, you know, acting in the maze as opposed to just like, like, uh, well, we'll get to that one. Um, (laughs) I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was really awesome. I loved it. I did too. I was tripping out about, I had to wonder what it must be like to be Jack Nicholson and watch a maze filled with people wearing a face that looks like yours. Yeah, those <laughs> masks were really cool. They were great. They were and really the actors well were great. And everyone was like roughly the same size. And that's when we started thinking, well, when they cast, they probably cast like, yeah, like this height, this weight kind of thing. Yeah. But the, the, the Shelley Long character yeah, was so cute. I know. She but was, I couldn't tell if I it think was she was my mask. favorite character. In the maze. She I did see. such a good job in that scene. She did. God, it must um, be exhausting. Yeah. But we don't know if that was a makeup position or if it was a mask position. It, it looked like it could have been a mask. But what if it was just some girl that, like, maybe had just a little bit of a prosthetic, maybe the nose prosthetic or something. Yeah. But either way, it was adorable. All of the, the scenes that they chose were great. The little kids' parts were terrifying. And it was it was neat. I think it, it pulled... Lots of the scary stuff. There's some really cool stuff they did with um There's, you know, those things that hang in between, in the in-between spaces of rooms where there's hallways and they just obscure your vision. Yeah. So you have to kind of pull them apart. They actually did something on those little panels. Oh, it was his book. Yeah, it was when but he was, was writing. Like, it was like, like, like all work and no, no play. play. Make Jack a dull boy. But they carried So they that had that through. all over, printed all over the walls of the hallway. And then they also carried it through to all those curtains, which was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was neat. That was an extra level of detail that you 
you hope for. Yeah. You know, that was really cool. Like you literally had to pull apart his book to be able to go through to the next part. I mean, not his book. He was losing his yeah. mind. So he was typing the same thing. But I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so after The Shining, we went and did Insidious, which was, I believe, it's probably, it's hard to say if it was my favorite Maze of the Night, but it was the one I got the most scares in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it I think they just targeted me. I think they did through too. the entire maze because I got every single pop out scare perfectly timed right on me, mm-hmm. and I was like ping ponged through that entire thing. What happened to you in Insidious is the same thing that happened to me when we went through The Walking Dead back when it was at the Metro yeah. sets, and I just I don't remember anything because I just kept getting ping ponged and scared. I don't know what the maze looked like because I kept <laughs> getting scared. And, like, the same thing happened to you. I'm like, I've never seen you get so scared so often. Like, I know you didn't fear for your life, but you got hit so many times. Yeah, it was to the point where it's like you couldn't help but, like, start ducking because it was yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, you'd move one way to, like, because they get pretty close to you. So they you do. move one way to kind of move out of the way, and then you'd, like, turn, and there's someone right in your face on the other side. And it was just like, eventually you're just like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. It was <laughs> awesome it was really good and it was just a beautiful maze the it line was really, was really well done long. i love the red door room mm-hmm. which was really cool um uh god what was the the demon character was really awesome yeah um but yeah uh i like the choice of audio that they had in insidious and in the other mazes too the like the the voiceover playing over the loops and kind of prepping you for the next scene. Yeah. I thought that was neat. I don't know if I've heard too many instances of voiceover in that kind of audio application. And usually it's music kind of prepping you for the next yeah. bit. But it was really cool to hear the actors from the movie kind of set the stage. Yeah, Not like breaking the too. fourth wall, but like getting you ready for the next part. Um, the other thing that I really liked was the, uh, the paranormal investigator guys out front. They were doing a really good job interacting with people in the line. Yeah, they were fun. Um. And the facade. Yeah, the facade was amazing. I mean, that could be said for every single universal maze. The facade is just so cool. But that one in particular was really nice. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we walked out to the Metro sets Mm -hmm. and we did Saw. Um, we saw saw. We, we saw saw. We saw saw. We saw saw. <laughs> we see saw. Um, what do you think about saw? I like the gory stuff, so I thought it was great. I liked it. Um, I really liked how they used how they used the traps and the people in them as sort of the distraction for the little piggy guys yeah. to come out and scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I did have an issue with it, and it's an issue that actually showed up several times throughout the night and it's something that i've never seen universal do as much as they did this year and that was what we would call it disney budget rooms (laughs) um you know in indiana jones like the rat room is a budget room because if you turn on all the lights it's literally just black painted walls right several of the mazes had just these black painted wall hallways right in the middle of these you know you go from these amazingly lit amazingly detailed rooms into this black paneled hallway with strings hanging from the ceiling and i mean it kind of worked in titans of terror because it was supposed to be like a little kid's home haunt kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and and it worked in that aspect but in saw and in insidious and uh um, American Horror Story, I believe they even had one. It just felt really out of place. It was almost like you were walking through that, that cut in a cut scene where you like, you need to mentally reset to yeah. set the new, it, that's what it felt like to me. And see, that would make sense in something like Blumhouse where they had three properties in one maze and you need kind of a stopgap b- before the next theme starts. Yeah. But if I'm in, you know, American Horror Story, and it's only one theme this year, Roanoke, 
why? Like, it doesn't make sense thematically to have it in there. I noticed that, too. I thought that was an interesting And it actually choice. pulled me out of the story. Interesting. It did force me to look up because I wasn't looking at any of the set pieces. I started to notice the structure, yeah. the way the maze was built, stuff like, you know, that we find interesting having, you know, built haunts mm-hmm. before. That That's like those dark hallways with nothing in them at all. That's when I started looking at that stuff. Yeah. And so, like they didn't even add like most – I don't even think any of them had pop-out scares in them. It was literally just a black hallway. It was just hallway. a transition from one yeah. scene to the next scene. But it um, wasn't even a transition. It was just like – it was like the curtains closing in between scenes in a play. Yeah. I was like fade out. Okay. Now we're going to fade in. Yeah. A fade out, <laughs> fade in. And I mean it's an artistic choice I guess. They – I guess but it, I've never seen them do that do that at least to that scale before at universal and i've never felt, noticed it before it felt like either their budget was impacted maybe the shining cost a lot to get the <laughs> ip i don't know maybe but it felt like uh we only have this much budget and we need this much extra maze so we're gonna put in a hundred feet of black hallway somewhere in here just so you know we can reuse panels and paint it black and, and we'll just move on i don't know i wonder the choice i mean maybe it was just a place that they put in there intentionally for the mind to just calm down for a minute maybe but there's lots of other ways to do that without repeating like if they did it in one maze and they did something else Mm -hmm. to do that same kind of up and down feeling in another maze and they did a different way in another maze Sure. sure but why the exact same thing true I noticed that in Insidious, that kind of worked. Yeah, it did kind of work in Insidious because you're going into the further and it's really dark. and Yeah. And it, and there's spaces with nothing in there. Yeah. It kind of worked, you know, but... Yeah. yeah, I did notice it was a very stark contrast between a beautifully decorated room, beautifully designed, you know, attention to detail is really high, mm-hmm. and then you leave the room... And you're just, you're looking at flats and black paint and, and yeah. the little camera so that the actor around the corner can see you coming. Yeah, it, and it like stands the structures, out. And like, yeah, everything kind of stood out. Yeah. It was, so, yeah, I could see so how it So, yeah, it, it kind of bummed me out. So, back to Saw. I did really enjoy it. Um, I think I got maybe one scare in there. I did notice that it's still early in the run, so a few of the piggy guys mistimed their pop-outs and they jumped out because we always try to leave a little bit of a gap yeah so that way they have time to reset so they can try to scare us um so we slow down a bit and let the group in front of us get get a little gap between us and there was a few times in the saw maze where the pig guys jumped out far enough ahead of us to where it was like awkward look over and be like oh okay i'm just go back in my door <laughs> And you know what? That's that's part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It's going to happen. And and then there was a few times where, in a couple of the mazes, where, where the lighting and the sound effects didn't work. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, so I don't know if that was just, like, because they worked three groups ahead of us because we heard it go off and mm-hmm. we saw the light. And then when they went to jump out at us, nothing so I don't and know if there's like the a button. timing or they missed the button or yeah, yeah who knows. Yeah. Um, I really liked the way that they used the, um, and I was wondering how they were going to do it too, but the actual, um, because he never like directly kills anybody, they yeah. kill themselves, all of the different apparatuses that they used and the way that they put the actor in to make it look like they were the ones being, being mauled. I liked the way, yeah. and they didn't use the same trick like more than like we'll say twice but they had different ways the actor was kind of like hiding in the 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 fake body that's being Mm -hmm. messed up i thought that was really cool yeah my favorite room in saw was actually the saw room so you went through i think it was actually like two or three rooms long like a hallway and then a room and then another hallway is that the one with the buckets the bucket Uh, no it was the one with the oh yeah the bucket heads yeah and then and then as you're walking through, the saw blades would come out at you. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. A really I like cool that effect. effect. Um, you know, and, and it, was, it was good sized. Uh, it was, um, so then after Saw, we went and did American Horror Story, mm-hmm. which out. I think was the longest 
weight of the night. By that time, it was starting to get pretty busy. It was a solid hour. Yeah. But on the plus side, we got to enjoy one of the most amazing donuts we oh ever had. Oh, my God, yeah. We bought one of the Simpson donuts in line because <laughs> we were like, we need a snack. And then, boom, donuts. So it's we like bought. they heard us and yeah. they materialized. They're like, would you like a snack? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. So we had giant donut, which is amazing. Oh, my God. It was um, so good. And it, you know. Wasted the time in the line because we just kept going back to the donut. <laughs> yeah, we get bored, have donut, have a sip of Coke. But what was cool that – and I know Universal does this, but I don't go often enough to remember. But um, they had screens up and they were playing movies and things in line so that the people in line could be entertained. Yeah, they were playing clips from Crypt TV shows, uh, movies, stuff um, – trailers for the mazes in the park. And I really, I, yeah, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. a nice kind of distraction from all the crazy. It was, and it kind of primed you for getting scared because it was all geared towards, you know, thrilling, scary movie type stuff. And then the other movies that they're producing at mm-hmm. Universal, they had advertising like they had Happy Death Day yeah. and um, Snowman? Snowman. It actually looked pretty cool. Oh, it looks creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So it is Happy Death Day, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. Like, a, this probably won't actually happen to me. But the snowman is like, this could actually happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scary. Different brands of scary. But the oh. shorts were fun. Yeah. And the little sneak peeks into things. Although the one that was kind of out of place for me was that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, they kept showing that. Like, they are really plugging that thing. They, it was. And that was, you can tell that that was just, like, advertisement instead of catering to your audience. Because all the other stuff was horror-based in some way. Yeah. Except for that. So that one was like, oh, by the way, you're at a the- you know a movie studio. Let's show you what we've been writing. So anyway, that yeah. was what it was. But um, we know a couple of folks who worked on American Horror Story, which is why we were so excited about going to see American Horror Story. Yeah. And um, I'm going to – I really like The Maze. Um one of the issues is we've never seen an entire season of American Horror Story. No. We tried to get through the first one and we got, we tried twice and both times we got three or four episodes in and we're like, eh, fuck this. It was just too, it was too much. We just didn't need that kind of, of entertainment. Yeah. You know, it didn't speak to us. It, it didn't resonate. We just didn't. Yeah. So we just never get through it. Um, but I know the story of Roanoke, you know, the historical story, not necessarily a story they told in the show. Um, so I can say the set pieces were amazing. The forest that you go in at first was beautiful. Yeah, it was. Um, one thing that I really liked about this maze is it was actually the closest maze to something that you would find at Not Scary Farm as opposed to Universal. It was. Um, there was a lot of actors out in the actual maze interacting with you, doing things, um, progressing the story as opposed to just having pop-out actors or actors as something that you look at. Mm -hmm. They were much more interactive. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Um, And I really liked that because it actually made, when the pop-out scares happened, it made it less obvious where those pop-out scares were going to come from Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of other stuff going on that you know you're like oh this is different it's cool because it's not a typical universal style um and so yeah i really enjoyed it i really liked the depth within the scenery as you went through that one in particular i mean universal is i suppose known for their elaborate design but this one in particular Again, had that kind of scary farm feel where, like, the layers were pretty distinct. But I liked that because it created a really interesting depth, especially walking up to the house. With yeah. Big moon in there. Yes. And the trees and everything. Really cool. I mean, it was, I mean, it was stunning. I just stood there and looked at it because I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was just gorgeous. And then even going indoors, you know, inside the house, it was, everything had just had layers to it. That yeah. everywhere you looked, you saw something new. I wish we could have gone through it more than once. Yeah, that was one that I would definitely want to go through more than once because there was, yeah, there was just so much to look at. Uh, you couldn't take everything in. And 
it's one of the mazes where I think not having seen the TV show, perhaps it wasn't as scary as it should have been for us because I think those characters, you know, had you seen the movie, you knew what those characters were about. Yeah. And it may have made it a little more tense or a little more scary, but, um, but over, I mean, it, detail wise, acting wise, I, acting wise, I think it was the best house for sure. Well, on that note, there was something that I was noticing as we went through the earlier mazes that walking through, I didn't feel like I was emotionally connected to any of the characters. Yeah. I felt like I was watching a movie in 3D, which is fine. You know, it's not, I mean, that's, again, it's an artistic choice, but something that I noticed in particular when walking through, through that one, through American Horror Story, was there was, like, the characters were at eye level with you. Yeah. And they were telling a story that you were a part of. And I felt like that weird, like, disconnect between us as guests and the actors in the story wasn't wasn't so obvious. I felt like they made more of an effort to bring you into the story and make you part of it and kind of walk you through instead of showing you something. Yeah. It's like kind of the difference between somebody talking to you and talking at you. Yeah. I felt like in that one in particular, they were talking to us. Yeah. Whereas in Saw, as much as I loved it, I really felt like they were talking at us. Yeah, because so, everything yeah. was just like, look at this person being tortured. Okay, piggy guy popped out. Next room, person being tortured, piggy guy popped out. Yeah, there was no emotional you know, investment was, in it. Yeah. But for some reason, in that one, there was. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was because there were less masks and more pra- and more like practical makeup or I don't know. The way that they acted could have been where they were standing, the fact that they were even standing in there and not doing pop-out scares. Well, yeah, because like in Saw, they all had like a stage. You know, whether it was actually a raised stage or just a little inlet that you walked by. And so they, the talent felt separated. Yeah. Whereas in American Horror Story, they were in the room with you, working with the room, using the props, using, you know, they, they blocked out their movements really well within those rooms. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like, you know, it did. It felt like you were part of the story instead of watching the story happen. Yeah. And I think for that reason, that one stands out to me as one of the more entertaining ones. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we did, by this time, finally, the scare zones were open. Um, so we did the urban death scare zone, which is down on the metro lot. And really, it was kind of like a bonus maze. It was kind of just like an outdoor maze on the metro set. That, uh, yeah, because it was one way in, one way out. and yeah. But it was really cool. Like, the props in there were absolutely stunning. It was beautiful. It's trippy to us because we think of a scare zone as something you have no choice but to walk through because you need to get from one venue to another venue. Yeah. But this was, we. I mean, we had a map. We apparently didn't look at it very well. But it's, you know, a legitimate scare zone listed on the map. And we saw it and we're like, well, that looks like fun. Let's go inside. And then we're blown away. Yeah. We're like, this is amazing. <laughs> Trying to take all these pictures and strobe lights and actors everywhere and i was just oh it's so much fun and there were a couple actors i noticed in there in particular who saw our shirts and were yeah. like hey i know you guys <laughs> probably because they went to either midsummer or scarlet yeah so that was a fun little thing but they were great and then that's when we first started seeing the stilt walkers right yeah yeah i think there was two in that maze i think i remember two maybe three yeah but the actors were great and they didn't let up at all. Like, no, they were really good. Yeah. It was really fun to watch. They utilized their set well. They had, um, I wouldn't call them plants, but they had victims. Yeah. That was a fun little thing to throw in there, too. So it showed some kind of dynamic in between the characters. So it wasn't just like, no offense, Ghost Town, but it wasn't just a sea of monsters. It was like monsters interacting with other characters. Yeah. That were all, you know, part of the story. So, yeah, it was really cool. That was fun. And then... Uh, well, then Ash versus the Evil Dead, for whatever reason, I don't know if there was the Ash fan club there that night <laughs> or what, but the wait was 135 minutes. And yeah. it was that maze had the longest wait all night. So we were like, you know what? Let's peace out. Let's go upstairs. Uh, so we went upstairs and hung out in the... The Halloween scare zone for a while. 
um, and watch those guys work. And man, those guys were working their asses off. That was so fun. So much fun to watch them work. Yeah, they were really cool. There was three or four stilt walkers out there and a couple of chainsaws, but there was... So they don't do sliding, like, at all. No, right? no sliding. There was one character who had knee pads and knee pads. Knee bleh. pads. Sorry, my tongue got stuck in my face. Had knee pads on, but um, his pads didn't look like they saw a lot of sliding. Mm, yeah. So maybe it was just a, I don't know, it must have been just a or protective kneeling. measure. Yeah. yeah. But their actors were a lot of fun. They were very energetic, very clever. They didn't ignore the people sitting off to the side, which I know can be something that, like, like if you go down Fog Alley and you sit on the edge, you do so to watch, and you don't expect much interaction. But here, they made it a point to interact with the people that were sitting off to the side. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was really fun, because I was expecting just to go and take pictures and kind of stay out of the way, but and they, like, had they all no- walked up and said hi and, well, not talked, but, you know, Yeah, and they had us. no problem... Scaring the crap out of people inside Starbucks. Yeah, it was funny. They never too. went through the door, but they would come right up on the windows and like knock on the windows and the people sitting, you know, inside would look up and there's like a monster staring at them through the window. It was really fun to watch. It was cool. And then the kids on the stilts too would like yeah. come up with their stilts on and like duck their head underneath and that was fun. Yeah. They were really cool. So that was fun. So after we relaxed for a couple of minutes, then we headed into Terror Trio. Uh, What's Titan Titans of, of Terror? terror. <laughs> trio of Terror. <laughs> it's kind of a trio of Terror. <laughs> um, that exists already. And that okay. one was a solid hour wait as well. Yeah, it was a. That was a weird way that they pulsed the. the yeah, there there was a. They were doing some kind of weird pulsing thing inside. Waterworld, and I can only think it's like an insurance thing. They don't want people standing right next to the water, even though there's a railing. Oh, um, yeah. But that's the only thing I could think of is some kind of insurance thing. So they'd make you queue up, and the queue went behind all the bleachers. And then when you got to the front where the water was, they would stop you, and then they'd wait for the line to get down to a certain level. And then they let a few more people walk all the way across the stadium to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the first half of the line went really slow. And then once you got on the other side, it kind of went by pretty quick. Yeah. Then it turned into a normal line again. Yeah. It was, it was weird. That was pretty bizarre, um, but it was cool to walk by the water world stage without any of the hubbub going on just yeah. to kind of take it in and really look at it and look at how like the stunts are set up and mm-hmm. all that cool stuff. It'd been cool if they did some like awesome dramatic lighting on all the rigging or something to give it a little more Halloween pizzazz, but it still looked really cool. It still, it was lit well enough. Yeah. You know, with a good camera, you can get a good picture or two. Um, the Titans of Terror Maze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were tired by then. So we were maybe... pretty tired, but uh, I mean, I I liked it. It wasn't scary at all. No, there was no scary bits in it, really. Mm, um, it had the it same had kind moments. Of there was a really good. I loved the person being sawed in half by Leatherface. Yeah. And then the leather face that was peeling the face off of the victim. Oh, that one was That fun. one was really cool. Um, but it felt really short. It did, didn't it? Like, I don't know, maybe half the size of the other mazes. Yeah, you're right. It did feel really short. Um, so, yeah, I was a little disappointed that we waited that long. And it was like, <laughs> we're going, we're going. Oh, we're out. Okay. <laughs> That was weird. Yeah, I was trying to to figure out what kind of story they were trying to tell, and it didn't seem like they were really trying to tell much of one. Just kind of like a, well, they wanted they a, are. yeah, they wanted a way to kind of put all the characters together, and they didn't want to do like because they already did Freddy versus Jason, so then they're like, well, why are we gonna do Freddy versus Jason versus Leatherface? Um, so then they kind of like the basic story is kind of like our Decade Brigade story. Like, this little kid loves Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface. Mm -hmm. And so you start off in his bedroom, and he's kind of, like, in bed. And I, it seems like you kind of go into his dream. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're seeing all these characters, is you're just kind of going through this kid's dream 
which is one whacked out kid. I don't know. <laughs> so is Seabass if he's dreaming about joining a bunch of I guess, yeah. Sliding monsters. <laughs> Why would you do that? But all right, I can see that. Yeah. Um and then after that we peaced out because the the Blum House had like an hour and 25 minute wait. Terror Tram had like a 125 hour wait. 25, 25 hours. 125 hours. <laughs> 125 minutes. Uh, uh. Um, so yeah, we were just like, you know what? It's already, I don't know, it was close to midnight by that point. So we're like, yeah. well, uh, we didn't want to wait. And we had been there. I mean, it was kind of weird. Since four o'clock. Yeah, we got to the place at four. Yeah. And I was thinking, why we're bailing so early? I'm like, no, we're not. We've been there for way too long already. Yeah. So we did not need to stay there. We were really tired. Oh, dude, I was done. And, you know, Universal's on that hill, so it's like three times as exhausting to walk around it as any other theme park. Universal makes me feel so out of shape. Yeah. We just finished a series of stunt shows. I should not feel out of shape, but dude, I... When we went to Starbucks to sit and to watch the kids in Halloween, yeah. I was like, I want to go home right now. <laughs> I am done. Yeah. You're like, come on, let's do one more. I was like, fine. Choked my but chai latte. From what I heard, I think we hit the best ones. I hope so. I mean, I really wanted to see the Blumhouse thing. I did too, but man. I couldn't stand I couldn't stand. Anymore. I mean, we wouldn't have been into the haunt until after the park closed at two. Ugh. So we were just like, uh, get ahead of the traffic out of there. Head yeah, home. leaving was nice. Yeah. It wasn't crowded at all. But overall, how are your, uh, what's your take on the park as a whole this year? Um, well, since we hadn't, when was the last time we visited? Four years ago? Five years ago? I think four years ago. So from four years ago to now... I'm going to say that they have progressed on their scares. The, they've definitely learned the best technique and placement for those pop-out scares. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone downhill as far as the overall theming because of all those black walls and stuff. Um, so I don't know. Uh we went to Scary Farm the night before, actually. Probably why we were so pooped. It was the night before. Yeah. Um, and I would have... We'll talk about Scary Farm later, but I would have to give the edge to Knots this year in, as far as theming and scares. Ooh. Strong words. Yeah. We will have more on that later, though, because we have passes, so we can go anytime we want, and... We went with people who this may be their only time going. So we didn't get to sit and absorb everything the way that we wanted to. Yeah. But we're going back. And after we go back, we'll give a more detailed. Uh, yeah, because we didn't even hit all the mazes. No. You know. We um, hit the new ones. Yeah, we anyway, hit the new ones. I really want to talk about them, but yeah, yeah. I know we shouldn't. So, okay. So, yeah. Um, so, overall, I think it was a really strong year for Universal. I think maybe they spent too much money getting the Shining IP and it showed in the other mazes. Mm. Yeah. But really strong talent this year. Yeah. Um, American Horror Story. I. Th- it's hard because I, I think American Horror Story was the strongest maze as far as acting and set design and all that. But I think Insidious was the scarier maze. So, I mean, it depends on what you want. Like, you know, Insidious was scary, had good art direction and stuff, but it was really dark, so a lot of the detail you couldn't see. Yeah. Um, American Horror Story was really well designed. The lighting was perfect in it. The acting was really good. Not as many jump out scares. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So just two different, depends on what you're going for. Yeah. What'd you think? Um... Overall, I thought it was, again, like I only have really knots to compare it to, generally speaking. So I thought that it was beautiful. I feel like you can really see the dollars being spent, like where they're being spent. You can tell that, like the way that the walls are built, the way that they've got those command centers hiding in there, the cameras so the actors can see around the corners, like 
that kind of stuff, you can see that they had the money to spend and they wanted to kind of elevate it in terms of the technology involved and the, the, the finished nature of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. But at the same time, while they're doing all of that, it, it feels a little less personal. It feels like, like, again, the being talked at versus being talked to. I, it just, as much as I loved it, I mean, Saw especially, I just, I love watching, like, I love the wet work and making it look all bloody and different ways you can torture a human. I think that that's just fun to watch. So I thought that that was really fun, but it was just like walking through a movie. And it didn't resonate with me as much as walking through American Horror Story where there were actors at my eye level and they were guiding you through and then seeing facades like that house with the moon and, and the scope of it. That, that resonated a little bit more with me. But again, it could be because, you know, I grew up at Scary Farm, where that's generally how they decide to tell their stories. Yeah. And how they use their space. So, but that aside, I thought it was really interesting that they closed, uh, was it fair to say, most of the park? Just, and because that one scare zone was the only one that was like in where normal people would walk to get from one place to another yeah, other than there's really only one real scare zone which is the halloween scare was the zone. halloween scare yeah. zone and then there are whole parts the park that you couldn't even get to it was blocked off yeah so that was an interesting choice but i i think it may have been a good one because that's less staff you need to have if there's nothing over there like why walk through there so i thought that was interesting um i thought the monsters on the streets were great they were fun and interactive and and had a lot of energy um I liked it. God, it was crowded, but that's not yeah, the fault. I mean, it's insanely crowded. Yeah. I imagine once you shrink down your square footage in the, the proper part of the park, you probably reduce your max capacity. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of people there. But I could still see, like, if all those people weren't waiting in lines in mazes, I could see that place being way more packed than it felt like even while we were there. So, yeah. I guess it's a good balance. I guess what really needs to happen is universal... You need to just go ahead and open Harry Potter World during Horror Nights so 85% of people can go in there and wait for the (laughs) ride while I go in all the mazes in a five-minute wait. (laughs) All right? Just do it. Just just do it. Just do it. Suck it up. Buy the rights. We already have the rights. Get the permission. Yeah, get the permission. Open Harry Potter World. Let people go get their butterbeer so I can go get in the mazes faster. Mm, it'll open up their square footage a little bit too. It'll raise their max capacity a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was exhausted, exhausting. I am still sore from walking around. Yes. And all the hills and everything, but very worth it. It was really cool. All right. So that was for Universal. Now we're bringing a segment that we haven't done in a while, but we had a reader. Our listener, reader, listener, a listening reader. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm tired. All right. Uh, They sent in a video for you to watch. What? Yeah. Really? Now, I did some research because it's an old video, so I didn't want to, like, play you something that has been, like, debunked. Okay. So I did some research, and there is some stuff saying, oh, it's a hoax, whatever. However, none of them could actually say how this was hoaxed. So there's people saying it's hoax. But they gave absolutely no explanation on why or how or what they did in order to do this hoax. Is that someone just ranting fake news because they feel like it? Probably. Okay. Um, so I watched the video. It's really cool. Um, and if it is CGI, as some people say, it's some really goddamn good CGI. <laughs> like, really good. Um, so to set up the video... You've heard of the Thunderbird story, right? Native American Thunderbird? Yes. It's like in Canada and Northern America, they have this gigantic bird that supposedly when it flaps its wings, it makes the sound of thunder. Mm. Um, but what if this giant bird was actually a pterodactyl? Ooh. What if? Yeah. And what if this pterodactyl may still exist? So we have a video. This was actually shot, supposedly, in Idaho. Um, 
and is video of a pterodactyl flying through the countryside. And it is quite awesome. So we're going to go ahead and play it. Um, and then it'll be on our website for all you people at home. You can go to our talesfromthefog.weebly.com and check out this video and you can watch it. Um, so here we go. We're going to go ahead and watch it. That's a, so now it shows a zoomed in after you see the original. Now, at first I was like, maybe it's CG, but then it does this weird move. Let's see, where is it? Right here, where like it kind of looks and dives down. And if you're thinking about a pterodactyl or a bird flying, and you wanted to make it CG, would you think to make it do something so odd like that i would if i was using reference footage where the bird did that so you're thinking it was a a actual bird flying and then they cg'd on top of it maybe um what i noticed first was the way that the wings are moving yeah it when you watch a bird they there's like a full extension that happens where tick they kind of like push the air it almost like seems like they're pushing the air. And the way that this thing moved, the wings never really extend fully. Now it could be that if it's a dinosaur or something, like it's just some weird thing, maybe its wings just don't extend all the way. So maybe that, that could be it too. But the range of motion wasn't very full. Yeah. And it wasn't something that we're used to seeing in other flying animals where you see... It's like, it, certain... I guess the closest thing you compare it to would be a bat. Yeah. Because they have the same kind of texture of a wing that this appears to have. But even when that, like, they're, they're pushing air to the side of them and there's, there's, it's not just like straight up and down, but they're like, they're using it to propel them forward and up or whatever yeah. direction they want to go. This guy is only flapping his wings up and down. And without much vigor. Mm -hmm. So they're just kind of like flopping to the side. Like one thing that it looked like to me, like looking at it, is it almost looks like an RC plane or something. Mm -hmm. Like the way it's moving. And then they added like servos onto like fake wings to make them kind of move up and down. Yeah, because look at the shape of the wing. It's They're curved upward. And it looks like there's hinges or something. Yeah, like if you so look, like the wings never unfold from that position. Yeah. And then, yeah, the way it goes down like that, the, it, the, no other part of the body moves except for the head. And, I yeah, like, but the whole weight neat. shifts. Yeah. So, but the weight is shifting because all that weight in the front dips forward, which mm-hmm. is going to change the, you know, the trajectory of the whole thing. And also I'm looking at the flight pattern. I, I mean, I haven't, I didn't even know that you were going to do this. So it was a fun surprise. <laughs> but like when I think of a bird flying, I see like very strong differences in how, in its elevation. Yeah. Every time it flaps its wings, because yeah, gravity is pushing it down. It kind of goes down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fighting. Like, every yeah. time it flaps its wings, it's fighting gravity. So you can see it, like, dealing with gravity with every push with its wings. Mm-hmm. This thing is very constant. And there is no yeah, dealing with gravity. Yeah, much more like an airplane. Much more like an airplane. feels Something like it's going smooth. But what's interesting is if those wing things aren't actually propelling, they're not creating that lift, and the body's not moving, like, what is generating that lift? How is that thing traveling through space? So that's, you know, yeah, a question that we don't have an answer to. Um, 
it's neat. Like if I saw it in the sky, I'd be like, what the hell am I looking yeah. at? So do you think it's an actual physical object or do you think it's CG? Uh, roll it one more time. Let me see. All right. We're going to roll it one Good more question. time. Because it feels real. It does. Oh, when I read it. Okay. Uh, but it's hard because the sky is a very overcast, so it's a very uniform color, which may make it easier to CG on top of. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think it's a practical effect. And looking at that head dip one more time made me think that if a bird were to just decide to look behind itself... I don't think it would, it would choose to look under its belly. It would turn. I think it would turn its whole body to yeah. see. I don't think that it would just be like, oh, what do my balls yeah. look like today? You know, I don't think that's how it would work. <laughs> so I think that... <laughs> it almost looks like perhaps... Hold on, let me go back. I want to see the framing on it. This is fun. Come on, go back. Go backwards. All right, so he's zoomed in here. Mm-hmm. What if there's something just out of frame above it? Yeah. Like an RC helicopter or something um, flying it across. Because then they would be able to puppet that head roll and not have it lose altitude. Yeah. Because, yeah, when he dips his head, that looks and it like... it looks like it's being hung. It looks like the wind caught it, and it wasn't supposed to dip down. Yeah. But it was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Is it looks just like a like a little thing dangling underneath something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the whole thing tips, like the wings tip, and like wings doing wing things... <laughs> wing things <laughs> wouldn't like like they do like, like do wouldn't like dip everything dipped like yeah. it was a thing that was floating and then the wind caught it and it just kind of tilted a little bit the whole body tilts mm-hmm. and then it comes back so yeah i think you yeah. i think you got it right all but, right but we don't know how the hell do we know all so, we know is it looks cool and are we calling it hoaxed yeah all right this one's hoaxed it's hoaxed but Really Still fun pretty cool. video. I mean, I would. How awesome would it be to make something like that? Oh yeah, and be, be like, super I'm cool. gonna make a dinosaur, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so we've decided that it's a hoax. Like all the different things that went into it. So they they have articulation in the wings. They move at the same time. Mm-hmm. The head does move. Yeah. Even though it caught the wind, like the air, and kind of like flipped forward a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, that's a cool little thing. Yeah, it's a cool rig. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Tales from the Fog. You can follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Fog. You can follow Veronica at Veronica Voices on Instagram. And be sure to like and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get the podcast because it helps people find us. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, so until next time, guys, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Bye.